Hey guys, welcome back to Hollywood Hoops and Huddles with your host, T. Schefter. Now, the Sixers look absolutely lifeless and unorganized the whole four Roll Green trip, including Brett Brown, the damn coach, okay? They had four straight losses against the Hawks, the Celtics, the Bucks, and the Heat who now beat us three times in a row. Unbelievable, right? Now, of course, we were back at home last night against the Grizzlies, and we won. Seems like we only can win at home, huh? Now, Sixers, y'all have to start winning away games. How can y'all expect to make the playoffs, let alone win a championship, not winning away games? Y'all do know playoff games are played on the road as well, right? Oh, okay. To me, it seems like Ben and Embiid doesn't have any chemistry on the floor together. Ben plays a much better game when Embiid isn't in the game or he's not playing for that night. No, I'm not saying Trey is a player, but what I am saying, what I am suggesting is Brett Brown figure out how to mesh the two. Okay? Maybe play them at different times. Because, you know, sometimes Embiid wants to be a guard. You know, he doesn't know his position on the floor, it seems like to me. Okay? Now, Embiid needs to step his game up a few notches. He needs to stop playing lazy and, yes, soft. And start playing more physical and more aggressive. He needs to start p- playing like he wants to win. And not only when he feels like playing. Keep his ass under the basket for better rim protection. And that way he can do some better attacking in the paint. Maybe this is why the other players play off balance and unorganized when he's in the game. Now I'm going to give you an example of why I say that, you know, he's lazy sometimes. Grant, last night he did, you know, leave before the second half with an injury, an injury which was neck stiffness. But that's no excuse to me. You know, we know players that play with way worse injuries than that. But I'm going to give y'all an example of why I say he plays lazy sometimes. Now, last night, he only had 10 points, 10 rebounds, and one block. Knowing damn well, he should have had at least 30 points, 15 rebounds, and maybe like five to seven blocks. It's complete laziness to me. Whereas Furkan... Okay, he had 34 points. He had six rebounds, four less than Embiid, and one block, the same as Embiid. Make it make sense. Again, Joel, you can play through certain injuries, and I believe such as neck stiffness, players have played through worse, as I said before. Is that that soft mentality that Charles and Shaq was talking about? Now... Another thing I'm hearing is Ben and Joel, they don't like each other or they jealous of one another. I don't want to hear about two grown men who's being paid millions of dollars to play basketball, not liking one another. They aren't getting paid to be best friends, guys. They are being paid to be teammates, to do a job and contend for championships. 
So grow the hell up, Joel and Ben, and put the BS behind y'all and act like damn adults and do your job. And let's play basketball. There's no excuse for this childish behavior. Fix it. It's embarrassing. So I hope you guys can start playing like the players everyone expects and knows y'all can be. Okay? Y'all have to do better. Now, there were a bunch of trades being made, y'all, in the NBA. And yes, some shook the tables. Some took, some shook the tables. Okay? Now, the Sixers, they traded James Ennis to the Magic for a second-round pick. We signed Novell to a two-year deal. The Sixers also let Bolden go to make room for the two players. We just got Glenn Robinson III, welcome back. And we got Alex Burks, both from the Warriors. Two great outside shooters that we desperately needed after trading away J.J. Riddick. Okay? And then the Clippers got Marcus Morris, y'all. Another dog added to the Clippers roster. They got another dog. They got another dog. Miami got Andre Iguodala, who brings major defense and a championship mindset to the Heat. That was definitely a step up. This is where it gets crazy. The Rockets traded Clint Capella. Okay, that shocked me, y'all. It shocked me. So they traded away Clint Capella and then named P.J. Tucker. Y'all know the sneaker can? Their starting center, who's only 6'5". That's why it shocked me. Now, the Warriors traded D'Angelo Russell to the Timberwolves for Andrew Wiggins. Now, I knew back in June, the end of June, when the Warriors traded, when the Warriors got D'Lo from the Nets, because y'all know that's where KD went, I knew they were going to trade him in, like, December or January. But it just shocked me that the Wolves gave up Wiggins. But y'all know, after all, it is a business. It's never personal. Y'all know after the NBA All-Star Weekend, it's go time. All right? For every team in the NBA trying to make the playoffs, they trying to make that one through eight seating. All right? For the playoffs, most teams would love to be seated, you know, one, two, or three. (laughs) But may the best team win. Okay, I wish the best team, you know, I wish everybody luck. Let me put it like that, especially my Sixers. All right, now we want to the huddle aspect of the podcast, which is football. The Eagles will not hire an offensive coordinator this season, which I really think Deuce Staley should be the OC, you know, but I guess in some way, he will be in a way, you know, with him and Doug. I guess they both will call the plays because my grow offensive mindset was stagnant for two years in a row. All right. For the two years that he was the offensive coordinator, his off, our offense was terrible. We never scored in the first half. Uh, it was just like, we never really wanted to run a ball. It was just, it was a mess. I, I, it was a mess. Our whole, 
offense was a mess. It was predictable, and it was a mess. All right? Now, the Eagles also made some changes with their coaching staff as well. We got Rich Scangarello from the Broncos. He is our senior offensive assistant coach. Press Teller is now the Philadelphia Eagles passing game and QB coordinator. Matt Burke is now the run game and defensive line coordinator. Mark Marquine Manuel from the Falcons, he's the defensive back coach. Aaron Moore, Aaron Moorehead is the wide receivers coach. Andrew Briner is the pass game analyst. TJ Pianginetti, assistant run game coordinator and assistant running backs coach. Dino Vaso, assistant coordinator of defense. As well, the Eagles hired Sproles and Brent Selick as Eagles, as Philadelphia Eagles consultants. So they brought them back with jobs. So now they just work in the corporate aspect of the, you know, Philadelphia Eagles. Also, the Eagles may not bring back Nelson Aguilar, which I agree with. I think it's time to part ways with him. And I believe in this draft, um, you know, we need another wide receiver. I think we should draft the uh, definitely a cornerbacks. We need some um, and the safety, you know. But y'all can leave in the comment section, you know, what y'all agree with on what I said if y'all don't agree. Now we're going to go on to the NFC East news. All right? The Cowboys still haven't paid Dak Prescott yet, guys. Can't wait to see how Mike McCarthy and Dak Prescott work out. Because Mike couldn't coach Aaron Rodgers, Harley. So I'm trying to see what he could do with Dak Prescott. But hey, you know. Now... What would the Giants do with Jason Garrett, okay? He was a bad coach, so now just make him the OC. Usually the coach calls the offensive plays as well. So if he had a bad offense with the uh, Cowboys, what makes you think he's going to be a great difference to the Giants? But, you know, desperate times call for desperate measures. I wonder if Riverboat Ron... You know, the damn the new coach for the Washington Redskins, you know, Ron Rivera. I wonder if he going to change the culture in Washington now. You know, what's in store for Dwayne Haskins? And will uh, Ron be able to bring Trent Williams back? Now, I will keep you guys updated with all NFL news during the offseason. Okay, guys, we got the NFL Combine coming in March. The NFL draft coming in April. Make sure you follow my Instagram for daily sports news, memes, and sports polls at Teeth Schefter, T E E F underscore S H E F T E R, Teeth Schefter. Again, at Teeth Schefter, T E E F underscore S H E. F-T-E-R is my Instagram. Be sure to follow. You won't be disappointed. All right? Last but not least, all right? Kobe Bryant's memorial 
will be held at the Staples Center 2-24-20. That date is so crazy. It has like such a significance. And to me, I'm going to tell you why. Because the number two was actually his daughter's number, Gianna Bryant. Number 24 was the last number Kobe wore when he played for the Lakers, which is retired as well as his number eight. And then 20. 20 years Kobe played in the NBA, right? It's just crazy, like the significance of things sometimes. But we want to continue to pray for the Bryant family as well as the other families who lost their loved ones the day of that tragic accident. You know, I pray everybody has peace and comfort during this time of bereavement. And I also want to say this. While I'm speaking on, um, you know, my respects to Kobe Bryant. It's very sad how in a black community we tear one another down. And how some black woman constantly tries to break the black man down. All this controversy with Gail King and CBS... over a bad interview question made about Kobe Bryant while everyone is still mourning his death. So Gail King was completely wrong for asking Lisa Leslie that question. That personal question that she had no business asking Lisa Leslie about Kobe Bryant during a time like this. You know, why not ask Kobe those questions while he was here to answer and defend himself? Now, Oprah feels as though Gail is being attacked with death threats. And, and on social media, she feels like she's being bullied. Gail King and Oprah Winfrey respectfully need to cut the crap. Gail can't blame this on the network. When she's the one giving a damn interview. All right? You gave an interview. You asked a question. CBS just took that question out to bring views onto the interview. Just like you asked a question to bring more views on for you. All right? So don't get mad at the network when you gave the interview. You sat there. And Lisa Leslie did an awesome job with answering those questions. And Gail, you literally tried to get Les- to get Lisa to say something bad about Kobe or something bad about that about his personal business. And I'm not going to mention it on my podcast. I'm not even going to bring it up. Right? And it's crazy that Gail doesn't really feel bad for what she said. She feel bad about the negative feedback she is receiving. All right? People are very disappointed that she that she seems very unapologetic and constantly attacks the black man. Well, Gail King, you're being called out and put on blast for your latest stunts. You need to respectfully bow out, take the interview down, or take that part of the interview out and apologize to his family and let the Bryants and all his fans and his family and everybody mourn in peace. That was not the time nor the place. You were wrong. 
Thank you guys for listening to Hollywood Hoots and Huddles with your host, Team Schefter. Make sure you like, subscribe, and comment. Let me know how you feel about the podcast so far. And I appreciate you guys for listening. Thank you. Peace.